Hey, it's that time of year when a lot of us are gathering for many different events. We're going to parades, tree lightings, community gatherings, special programs, and we're entering malls that are crowded with shoppers. But it's also a time where we need to step up our personal safety precautions. We have seen a heightened level of threat of attack by terrorist groups. And some of those groups are encouraging sympathizers around the world to attack where and when they can. There's mass shootings across the country, and sadly, there's been some machete and some knife attacks even around the world. So we must protect ourselves. Today, we're going to talk about staying safe and protecting ourselves against terrorist attacks at crowded public events. And we're going to talk about ways to spot potential threats and even ways to identify people who are carrying firearms. Welcome to Practical Prepping. Today is November 29th, 2023, and this is episode 436. This is the prepping podcast. No bunkers, no zombies, no alien invasions, just practical prepping, where we believe that stuff happens. So we need to stay prepared, and we're here to help you get prepared. I am Krista. And I'm Mark. And today we'll be talking about staying safe and protecting ourselves against terrorist attacks at crowded public events. If you would like the expanded notes for this episode, go to practicalprepping.info forward slash 436. And if you aren't receiving the Practical Prepping newsletter, go to practicalprepping.info, click on free PDF, and you'll receive the free Getting Started in Prepping PDF, and you'll also be added to the newsletter. Now, don't forget, we have a super listener prepping tip at the end of this episode. We want to feature an item of the day, too. The Zober Christmas Tree Storage Bag. That will fit a nine-foot artificial tree. It is a plastic waterproof bag perfect for your Christmas storage. You can see it on our website on the Featured Items page. And don't forget the holiday gifts and stocking stuffers that we have on there as well on our Gifts and Gear page. And that's linked from the front page. Now, before we get into today's episode, let me share something with you. For a new episode, I've been doing a lot of research on cognitive abilities and how to improve those abilities. Both of our families have had a history of dementia, and that's one we certainly want to avoid if we can. We ran into some interesting studies. Krista found several that relate hearing loss with dementia. Now, I have some mild to moderate hearing loss, so we decided to try some hearing aids, and honestly, I'm hearing better. Well, you don't mind any better, Uh, (laughs) but at least he doesn't say, huh, as much, and I don't have to repeat myself as much either. Now, we try to keep our minds busy, but honestly, I've had some days where I wasn't motivated, I procrastinated noticed some depression, and really wasn't very productive that day. I've looked at various vitamins and supplements across the last several years, even tried the memory improvement capsules you see advertised on TV, and I got mixed results. I've tried those several times, and it's been somewhat mixed. Now, I saw an ad six or eight months ago about a new product that said it was a productivity shot that it would boost energy and focus, crush procrastination, and elevate mental clarity. 
I thought at the time, oh, that would be nice, and I didn't think much more about it for a couple of months. Then I started communicating with the company about sponsoring the podcast, and they sent me a three-day sample. I got pretty decent results using it for three days, but not really enough to recommend it to you. So later, I ordered a 30-day supply, and let me tell you, after a week or 10 days, it was a game-changer. Now, I'm well into my second month using Magic Mind, and the results are amazing. I just drink it with my coffee in the morning. I remember more. I don't have that morning fog. I have more energy, and I'm a lot more productive. Now, honestly, it doesn't work for everyone. It didn't work for Krista, but it certainly did for me. So I've worked out a deal where you can try Magic Mind And if it doesn't work for you, they'll refund your money. So what's to lose? A little time? And it may work for you as well as it's worked for me. Now, we'll put the link and the discount code on the website in the episode notes, but it's magicmind.com forward slash practical prepping. All of that's one word, magicmind.com forward slash practical prepping, and the discount code is PREPPER. Now, go with the 30-day subscription, and you'll save money, and you'll know in a week or two if it works as well for you as it does for me. And if it doesn't work for you, they'll refund all your money. So get more energy and focus in your life and see how much more productive you are. That website, again, is magicmind.com forward slash practical prepping, and the discount code is PREPPER. Okay, now I know Krista and I have plans to attend several events in the next few weeks coming up to Christmas, and she was on the phone talking with someone a while ago about some of those plans, and our plan is to stay safe and protect ourselves, whether it is a terrorist attack or whether it is a lone wolf attack, whether it's a shooter attack or anything at those public events. And I think the very first thing we need to do is stay informed. And what that really means is to keep yourself updated with reliable news sources about any types of security alerts or advisories that are in your area. For example, if the news in your area is reporting a lot of crime around the XYZ Mall, Don't go to the XYZ mall. Common sense says don't go there. You're going to want to also look at the DOD, the Department of Defense, alert level. And as it turns out, today the DOD alert level happens to be level three. So this type of knowledge can make you more informed so you can make decisions about attending public events or crowded places. You know, we're not suggesting that you, you know, crawl under a blanket at home and don't go anywhere. We're saying, like we have always said these last few years, stay alert, stay informed, make good decisions based on the information you can gain. Yeah, we don't want you afraid. No. We're we're not selling fear. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We're actually selling common sense here. And confidence and preparation. Right. And if we do the preparation and we have that confidence, we will find ourselves safer. Now, one thing that we may want to do is avoid crowded areas during a high risk or the peak periods. And that might mean that we shop early, like now, go ahead and shop. We may still see some supply chain issues, so go ahead and get that favorite toy, get that 
specific gift that you're going to be looking for and don't wait. It may also mean that you shop in off hours. Mm -hmm. There are better times of the day to shop than the six o'clock hour. If you're shopping in person, of course, this doesn't involve online. Doesn't involve online. Maybe avoid the weekend and do your shopping like on a Tuesday night. Yeah, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or if you have the availability, do it Tuesday during the day. Sure. Now, some specific offense could be targeted. We could see, and we have seen, parades targeted. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of years ago, the someone took a car and ran through a br- bunch of people at the parade. Yeah. And we've seen the Boston Marathon yeah. where a bomb right. was planted there. It can happen at tree lightings, community events, and especially at protests and rallies. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those on, on an uptick around the country. A lot of folks are actually gathering as a peaceful protest, either against uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict or the uh, Hamas-Israel. And people have a right, you know, to peacefully assemble. Right. It's And those are not the people we're that concerned about. We're concerned about the the lone wolf wannabe out there that wants to make something out of nothing and wants to create havoc. Or even the organized group yes. that wants to do that. Right. So be really, really careful. Some of those things just might need to be avoided or those areas uh, if you know about those things ahead of time. The one thing that we always encourage you to do is share your plans with a friend or a family member. It's always good to have someone who knows where you are. Then you need to have a communications plan in case something does happen. Yeah, you know, if something happens, immediately cell phones will get very jammed up. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'll find that a text is more likely to get through than a voice call. It's because it uses a lot of less bandwidth, and it will keep trying until it gets through. Right. You just you do it one time. You don't have to keep trying to dial and getting a busy circuit. Right. You send your text, you hit send with it, and the system will continue to attempt until it does deliver. That's always good to know. That's just a good tip during a crisis or an emergency or disaster as well. Exactly. Something else you want to make sure you're really evaluate this. Now, a lot lot of people are going to Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. They want to dress up and be glitzy, glammy, and glittery. But depending on where you're going and who you're going to be in the company of, you don't necessarily want to make yourself the easy target. Remember that Gray Man episode? I believe it was number 47 back in April of 21. It was. We talked about being the gray man. What does that mean? That means that you don't stand out. You actually just kind of blend in with ordinary folks. Nothing fancy, nothing flashy about your clothing. You're avoiding displaying big chunky rings and valuable jewelry or clothing on you. Because you may be just signaling an advertisement to somebody who is just interested in mugging you. Yeah, now if you're going to the dinner party, dress up. Yeah. But if yeah. you're going to the mall, dress down. Well, you'll be in an outdoor area somewhere. Yeah. Blend in with the people that will be where you're going to be. Yes, and don't be don't be all glammed out to the extent. I mean, I know personally, I have two friends, two lady friends in my life who had very expensive and very conspicuous jewelry on their hands. Mm -hmm. And both of them were robbed. In fact, one woman almost lost her finger because she was fighting back. Yep. 
And I told her, I said, just drop the ring and go. I had a friend that got shot because he wouldn't give up his wedding ring. Oh, my word. Be that gray man. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to go back and listen to the previous episode on gray man, it's episode 47. And if you look them up by date, it's April the 12th of 2021. Now, let's talk about some things to protect ourselves from thieves, pickpockets, and robbers. Well, that gray man certainly leads us into this, and that is go with uh, people. Go with at least one other person, if Mm -hmm. not more, because sticking together, you know that there is safety in numbers. You can keep an eye out for each other. And I say also, if you, even if you're together or if you must shop alone or you're absolutely alone, walk purposefully. Get your nose out of your phone. Pay attention. Keep that head on a swivel. If you're walking back and forth across parking lots to go in or to come out, walk purposefully, eyes forward, make eye contact briefly with everyone you see, and don't act like you could be easily knocked over, knocked down, and robbed. Mm -hmm. I will tell you that bandits, muggers, and robbers who have been interviewed have revealed that secret. They said, if someone walks, if they've got strength and purpose, I do not encounter them. Right. They could kick my butt. But if they're walking around distracted, head down, slow, slumping, shuffling, nose in the phone, they get pushed to the ground mm-hmm. because they're an easy target. Now, when you're out in these groups, keep your valuable secure. Be mindful of your belongings, especially in crowded areas. Keep those belongings in sight. We went to a Christmas parade a few weeks ago with the grandson, and we all, there were probably 10 or 12 of us that were lined up sitting in chairs there on right on the curb. Mm -hmm. And there were people behind us, and there were people walking back and forth. I mean, this was a large crowd. And my EDC bag, I would not put it down beside my chair or under my chair. I put it down between my feet where I could keep my eyes on it. Or you could feel it if somebody tried to touch it. If somebody tries to touch it, because somebody could reach under that chair and try to take that back. And if I had been really smart, I would have put my foot through the shoulder strap and had the strap around my leg so that if they did get it, they're going to pull my leg. You know, that's also good advice to have if you're sitting like at a hockey game in an arena. Same kind of thing. If if you're putting something off to the side or behind you and your eyes are not on it, you have no idea who has just walked off with it and none the wiser. It can get up and walk away. Mm-hmm. Now, to protect ourselves from pickpockets, we can also keep our valuables in a front pocket. You remember when I gave you a front pocket wallet? Uh, it's sitting right here. I carry it every day. <laughs> he loves that thing. I love that thing. And it happens to be one of the RFID blockers. Oh, that's as right. Well. So mm-hmm. uh, I really didn't think I was going to put down carrying a folding wallet, but I did. Yep. Now I have it in my EDC bag because it's got some cards in it that I could need at some point in time, but very, very rarely. So I do have the wallet with me. But I don't have it in my pocket anymore. Now, you can also consider using theft-resistant bags, a bag with features like a slash-resistant material, maybe lockable zippers, or hidden compartments. Mm -hmm. Now, my EDC bag has zippers on all of the compartments, and there's a flap that folds over those. 
and it has very strong magnetic snaps on the bottom of that. You can actually see it on the gift ideas page. That's right. I believe it is. The bag, the actual bag that I carry. And for someone to try to get their hand in there, I'm going to feel it. The best of pickpockets is not going to get into that bag without me feeling it. Yeah, the opposite of that, and I actually saw this not too long ago, there was a lady in the grocery store. And she was in the produce department, and she had her pocketbook in the upper area of the cart, you know, where you put your purse. For you ladies that are not in the South, that is a purse. That, yeah, that, well, and we call it a buggy, put it in her buggy. Anyway, so she had walked way off to the other aisle there to pick up some apples or something. I mean, she was t- 15 yards away from her cart because I watched her, and as I walked past her cart not only was her unattended purse up there in the top part of the buggy it was wide open mm. it was open if i wanted to linger i could have looked at everything she had inside of her purse she was 15 yards away with her back turned and if i were a dishonest thievery person i could have just reached in help myself and the only one that could have seen it would have been any kind of camera that was in the store but the thought occurred to me uh lady uh no and that's why i wear a crossbody bag i have a crossbody you know the sh- the shoulder strap goes diagonally across and so my bag is on me uh-huh. if i'm going to wander 15 yards away my purse my most valuable item in that store comes with me i, I love my crossbody they may steal what you've not yet bought and I haven't paid for it yet, so that's no big thing. You can steal whatever's in my cart, but I'm not going to leave my bag anymore. Also, be extra cautious when navigating through crowded spaces because pickpockets often take advantage of these crowded places to blend in and snatch belongings. They sure will. So stay alert also to those that are standing close to you when you're having to stand in line or standing to watch a parade or something like that. Mm-hmm. Stay alert to those that are standing close to you. And that's why it helps to stay together as a group where you can keep an eye on each other. Makes a difference. Let's move into another area here. And this is how do we protect ourselves from attacks in public places? Something like an active shooter or a terrorist attack, you're saying? Exactly. First thing, and we've said this many, many times, is to practice situational awareness. And we've got a couple of previous episodes on this, two to be exact, number 48 and number 212. And if you'd like to go back and listen to those, and we'll put those links in the episode notes as well. But you need to stay vigilant in crowded areas. And if you see something, say something. Yes, if you're going to be outdoors, like at a parade, make yourself aware of what level of authorities may be near you. You may have local police or deputy or even state troopers. You may see first responders, perhaps an ambulance or a fire truck standing nearby. But if something seems, as they say, hinky, and you just, you know, that that gut feeling in you says, I don't like the way that feels or that looks, that person is just not behaving in a way that seems to be quite sound, then it would be much better for you to be mistaken and say something to someone than to have not said anything and that guy turn out to be a bomber or a shooter. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot more about those in a few minutes, about some of those things that we really do need to be watching for and report if we see them. Mm -hmm. 
Now, in our situational awareness, when we go in somewhere, we want to identify our emergency exits. Mm -hmm. We need to make a practice of that everywhere we will go. Uh, If we're inside, we need to locate the nearest exits. We went somewhere a while back. I don't even remember where it was, but Krista looked over at me and she said, do you know where the exits are? And I said, absolutely. And looking at her, I pointed. I said, there's one right down there and there's one right back there. And I was pointing. So she knew I would check them out. She had already checked them out, I'm sure. But she was just testing me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're outside, locate emergency evacuation routes. If something happens, where do I run? What right. do I get behind? Mm-hmm. What do I get under? Identify those evacuation routes and have more than one. See, knowing where to go can be crucial in the case of an emergency. And don't hesitate. Go. We've always said that. If danger breaks out to the very best of your ability, don't try to get in it. Get away from it. And even law enforcement officers will tell you, If they possibly can, they want to get away from, of course, now they're going to go into danger, but they're telling, you know, the average citizen like, like me, put distance between you and the danger. Exactly. If there's an active shooter at the north, then you'd be needing to head south. And get something very sturdy between Mm -hmm. you. So if you can turn a corner and run, do that. If you can... Go straight and get a big column between you and that. Even while you're running, keep that column between you and them. It's just good common sense thinking. Exactly. Now, this is one, and I I (laughs) hesitate to say this because, you know, I don't trust the government. (laughs) But He kind of (laughs) doesn't. This is a point where you need to trust official sources. And by that, what I mean is... Any safety alerts or instructions from the event organizers or or from security personnel, follow those promptly and without hesitation. Do what they say. They have information you don't have. Right. And they're telling you to leave the area for some reason. Don't stand around and say, well, I need to get, you know, or be or, or act like this is a vigilante opportunity. Right. That is not your call. Right. That is I mean, even if you carry and even if you're responsible, if you can and have been instructed to safely depart, then safely depart. Yeah. Do not become more of a problem. Now identifying armed individuals in a crowd can be a challenging task. But there are a few signs that we can look for. And you're just well-trained at this, so just run with it. Yeah, and we will walk by somebody, and I'll tell Krista, I said, that guy's carrying a gun. Well, how do you know? Well, look right there, and she'll see what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I even identified it when we first started going to the church we go to. I identified one of the security team that walked by. I said, that's one of the security team. And she said, how do you know? I said, well, there's his gun, and look at his little earpiece. Yeah, right. Sure enough. And now you're on the security team, so now you I have am. an earpiece. I am. Mm-hmm. But one thing that is easy to identify is visible weapons, but openly carrying firearms may be legal in certain 
characteristic. That is absolutely true. And that's something you're going to want to be aware of in your area if that pertains to you. Open carry is legal in actually more places than you realize. It is. And don't let that throw you. It's nothing out of the ordinary to go to a big box store and see somebody open carrying a pistol. Absolutely. But be aware that everybody that's carrying a gun's not necessarily a bad guy. Well, you know, I especially notice if someone's open carrying, first of all, I know they're not a bad guy. I mean, I'm just, I'm telling you right now, the bad guys are the concealers, you know, and I'm not saying conceal carry. I'm saying they're not going to open carry. No. And so uh, my daughter and I were out shopping one time and we happened to get in the checkout line right behind a gentleman that was open carry. And she kind of gave me a kind of a look. She looked at me and I said, scoot on up closer to him. If it all hits the fan, I want to be close to that guy Mm -hmm. because I didn't have mine on me that day. I said, he can handle it. (laughs) Another thing we want to look for is bulges under clothing. That may indicate somebody's carrying a firearm. Yeah, they call that printing. That's a form of printing, but you can also sometimes see the outline of a weapon. Maybe it's in the front pocket and you can identify that it's a pistol or It's in the back pocket and it's a pistol, or you can even see through a thin shirt where it's accentuating the outline. I saw a guy one time that was wearing a regular T-shirt and he just had the gun stuck in his waistband, no holster. Not a great idea. Not illegal, but not a smart idea. Not a smart idea. Not a smart one. And there are holsters available if you want to carry it in appendix carry. Yeah. I just don't like appendix carry for me. One, I've got a little bit too much hanging out over the belt, and it's not that comfortable, especially if you're carrying a full-size firearm. Right. And I've carried a 1911 for much of my life, and that doesn't lend itself to appendix carry very well. Another thing that you can see is sometimes you can see the butt of a pistol sticking out of a pocket. Uh It may only be a half inch to one inch, but you can see that wooden grip. It's usually a Small 38, sometimes you can see that butt of that pistol sticking above the top of the pocket. And you don't have to be alarmed when you see that. Don't have a come apart. Most of the time, I'd say 99.999% of the time, you're dealing with a legal, well-trained person. So don't wig out and lose your cool. That's not your danger person. At least a legal person. They may not have all of the training that they should have. Well, I'm just saying that this is not the time to start screaming, gun! You know, that. no, don't do that. Because if you <laughs> scream gun, quite several are likely to come out to, to confront uh, the yes, issue. Yes, yes. And we want to be looking for unusual behavior. Like what? This is another way you can tell. And we're talking about identifying people that are carrying guns. Are you profiling right now? In a way, you are. In a way. Yeah. I'm profiling behavior. If they're tugging at certain parts of their clothing, they're pulling a jacket or a shirt or a vest down to be sure the gun's covered. Uh Uh-huh. And I will do that from time to time. I will make sure, especially if we get up like at a restaurant, I'll make sure my vest has not ridden up above the grip of my gun Mm -hmm. and that it's completely covering it. So if you see someone who's repeatedly adjusting or touching a specific area of their body, they're checking the security of that weapon, even if it's unconscious. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a good reason to use a comfortable, quality holster and a gun belt. Sure is. And I'll tell you, I've told you before, 
If you carry a gun, especially a full-size gun, invest in a belt that is designed to carry a gun. Another thing to look for is inappropriately dressed persons. I've actually seen this, and with good reason. Like, middle of August, 99 degrees outside, and here comes a guy down the street in a full-on sweatshirt hoodie with the hood up. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. That's, that's, a, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. Now, it can also be heavier, oversized clothing, even in warm weather. Yeah, I, I've seen the big puffy jackets in July. Or like a full-on duster, mm-hmm. first week of September. Yeah, there's, there's too much coverage for the temperature. That person may be attempting to conceal a weapon or even a tactical vest. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're up to no good, they may be wearing that vest and wearing the oversized clothing to keep that hidden. But let's emphasize again that carrying a weapon does not mean that that person is a threat. We're just trying to get you thinking about looking at detail that maybe you hadn't before. Exactly. Now, there are some things that we should report to the authorities. One of those things would be, let's say you're walking through the mall and there's a shopping bag just randomly on the floor and it's full of something. Don't you go over and start picking up that bag. Leave it right where it is. Go find a mall security guard, man or woman, and report that. Or if you can't find them, find a shop owner nearby and have them call. Yep. But don't you go touching a random unknown bag full of whatever. Yeah, it could be a package. It could be a backpack. And the Boston Marathon bombers put the bombs in backpacks. Yeah. And they were not noticed, even though they were abandoned. Mm-hmm. They were left there. Any kind of suspicious activity needs to be reported. Now, it could be suspicious behavior or unusual body language. Sometimes you might see somebody suspiciously surveying the area, and they're making frequent glances over their shoulder. Oh, or maybe they're walking around property that they really have no business walking around to the backyards of people. Exactly. But be aware, not everybody that looks over their shoulder about every 60 seconds is a bad guy. I looked backwards about 10% of the amount of time at the parade as I looked forward. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just, I check behind mm-hmm. me. It's just, it's a occupational hazard. So many years in law enforcement, you're going to do something like that. But they could be trying to hide something. You can look for signs of nervousness or fidgeting or unusual body language, like continually checking the bag. They keep Mm. looking in that bag. Mm -hmm. They might be exhibiting a heightened level of alertness, trying not to be seen by authorities. When any time the authorities walk by, like using the parade, the Mm -hmm. police were moving back and forth through there, coming through on bicycles, and Somebody that will not look at them hides their face or something every time they go by. That's something that may suggest that somebody's up to something. That suspicious behavior could also be unusual or excessive interest in security measures that are in place at a public gathering. Like if you overhear somebody inquiring about all the security measures, mm-hmm. you know how many guards are there, uh, or how many, you know, what what kind of police activity is going to be here today. It's like if they're overly interested in the security layout, 
that could be a red flag. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what's their purpose of asking that? It could also include attempts to bypass security checks. Like sometimes you have to go through a checkpoint to get into an event. Exactly. And if they're like pulling back out of line and walking to the back, they don't want to go through there. Yep. Wonder why. It could be unauthorized access to restricted areas. Like if you're at a theater and they're wanting to go backstage or in just a place where they just don't belong. Right. Or into an area that is cordoned off. Mm-hmm. It's just something that you need to report. Here's one we don't often think about, and that's unusual or excessive surveillance. Well, what does that mean? They're excessively monitoring the crowd. Mm. Or they're filming in a way that seems suspicious or invasive. Oh. Pedophiles will often do this. Really? They will. And that is worth reporting. Now, obviously, we want to report any threats or violent behavior. If you overhear someone making threats or witness any acts of violence or aggression, maybe someone's being inappropriate or causing disruptions that go beyond the usual excitement of a public gathering, it's important to report that immediately. And also, if you encounter any suspicious substances or odors, you may encounter a powder, a chemical, a liquid, something gaseous, anything that's an unusual odor or presence of some kind of chemical compound, that can raise some concern about potential dangers or illegal activity. And again, this is something that you don't want to deal with personally. You want to go to an authority, report it, and let them do their job. You're standing near a rental truck and you're smelling fertilizer and you're smelling diesel fuel, move away from that truck. Yes. That's two of the major components used in large bombs. Exactly. We hope you've learned a little bit about that. We're going to put the expanded notes on the website at practicalprepping.info slash 436, and you can get all of these right there. And we do hope you've enjoyed it today. But now today's cup of coffee comes from Mike in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina, a home state. I lived more of my years in North Carolina than anywhere. And Mike, we really do appreciate that. And if you have received value from our podcast, why don't you help us by giving back a little? First, you could buy us a cup of coffee. And then second, you can start your Amazon shopping from our website. It costs you nothing extra, but it does pay us a small commission on qualifying purchases. You will find the links to both Buy Me a Coffee and the Amazon at practicalprepping.info. They help us out. We really appreciate you. Now for our super listener prepping tip. Hey, you like that? (laughs) Sort of a robot trumpeter. I I may cut that out and use it again. (laughs) Not take it out, but duplicate it. Oh, no. (laughs) You ever feel like you're running out of storage space? In my brain, I am, yeah. Well, in my brain, in the garage, (laughs) in the wood shop. Oh, you're talking about actual storage space. Actual storage space. okay. You know, the solution may be ceiling-mounted storage rack. Oh, I've seen those. Mm -hmm. Such a bright idea. Yeah, we can take advantage of that vertical space in the garage, the basement, or even the attic by installing ceiling-mounted storage racks. That is great for putting away seasonal things like, you know, holiday decorations or camping gear, things that you don't use on a daily basis. Yeah, and a lot of prepping items could go into that. 
I'm actually looking at, in our garage, we have open trusses. Yeah. So we have horizontal two-by-sixes going across, and then you have a space above that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at two things. One, I'm looking at putting plywood between some of those and putting shelves up there, but not making it so large that I can't reach it from a ladder climbing up on either side. Okay. And the other thing I'm looking at, and I saw these, and it's basically two-by-fours that come down, and then there is a horizontal two-by-four that goes across, and there are two of them, and what they make is rails. And these new yellow and black totes with the mm-hmm. snap tops. Those heavy-duty things. You can slide them right through there. Yeah. You have your totes hanging from your ceiling. And so that just takes up space that's otherwise wasted. Exactly. But just be careful that you make sure that you install them securely so that they'll handle the weight of the stored items. And you can find a variety of these overhead storage solutions, including shelves and platforms and all kinds of things. Or you can build your own like I'm going to do. Anything else you want to add today? Well, uh, again, we don't want to scare you or frighten you. We want to make you aware that when you're going to be out and about among people, we we trust and we pray that it's going to be a happy, joyous experience and that nothing bad will happen. However, we also live in a world full of bad guys, and we just don't want to become somebody else's statistic. We want to keep our eyes open, keep our ears open. We want to protect ourselves and our loved ones so that we can enjoy holidays and gatherings for many, many years to come. And that's going to mean that we have to be watchful and we have to be careful and we have to make proper plans, let somebody know where we are. And and sometimes it means that we're not going to go places that we otherwise might have just for safety concern. Stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time.